Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk Podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk Podcast to communicate some late breaking news and thoughtful insights about the residential energy market. So whether you're a housing consumer, raider, builder, realtor, or appraiser, you want to hear about some of these evolving trends in home energy ratings and the home energy market. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked in the HVACR and building performance markets for almost 30 years and been working with the fine folks at ResNet for nearly that whole time. Getting involved, putting yourself out there, so to speak, leaving your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be quite thrilling and satisfying, especially if your new ideas are encouraged, listened to, and acted upon. In 2016, the ResNet board created the Emerging Leadership Council, the ELC, to help recruit, mentor, motivate the future leaders of ResNet and the home building performance industry. Today, we're joined in the podcast by Leo Jansen of Energy Efficient Homes Midwest. He's one of the very few and perhaps the only Raider provider organizations operating in the second generation. Leo's been the chair of the ELC since February 2019 and is demonstrating his leadership by helping to recruit and nurture the next generation of ResNet leaders through the ELC. Leo talks today about his goals and focusing on recruitment of new raiders, retention of existing raiders, and some of the membership opportunities. The group is made up of over 30 and growing diverse professionals. Leo stresses the group is for those new to the industry and not making age a determining factor for membership. Leo is managing to make great progress by using digital communication tools as well as forming limited task groups for members to manage. So you want to listen into this podcast and learn more about some of the many unique activities that are taking place within the ELC and consider membership. The group hosts a fellowship opportunity for new professionals in the industry to attend the annual ResNet conference free of charge. They also coordinate a community-related volunteer event in the host city of a conference each year. So there's an awful lot going on. Listen in to Leo as he describes the ELC for ResNet. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you here. And I call us friends. We've been working together here for the last few years. And it's always yeah, we have. always fun to talk to you and, and hear the energy in your voice. And you got energy in your company name and energy in your voice. And we'll be talking about something energetic here called the Emerging Leadership Council. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. The ResNet Emerging Leadership Council was created by the ResNet board in 2016 And we were given the mission to help recruit, mentor, and motivate the future leaders of ResNet and the home building performance industry. So we are working diligently towards those goals. And when did you get involved? I became the chair of the group about a year ago. Today, it was actually after the 2019 ResNet conference. In that time, we have worked to kind of reorganize our group a little bit towards a more decentralized task group structure and really work towards letting ideas flow from the bottom up, I guess. What are some of the tools you use to do that? Currently, we are using a variety of digital platforms to do our communication. A lot of us have never met each other, and it was actually really great at this last resident conference to put faces to names. But primarily, our work is done via GoToMeetings. We do a lot of planning via Asana and digital sharing with Dropbox. 
So let's move away from the technology part, but talk about sort of the goals of the ELC. What are the goals? And maybe first, what's spurred it into being? You talked about 2016 created by the board, the recruiting efforts, mentoring, and future leaders. What was the message you got from that? Well, so again, I wasn't there when the group was founded, but in talking with members of the board and members of the group that were present when it was formed, really the resident board realized that in order to remain viable, they had to start figuring out how to recruit and cultivate the next generation of leadership within the organization. And we, as a group, kind of took that and thought about it over our first couple of years and tried to decide where we wanted to focus our time and efforts into meeting our overall goal. And so what we have done in the last year is chosen three main focuses, and that is the recruitment of new raiders, retention of existing raiders, and then creating membership opportunities for the ELC members. Let's take a moment to step aside and take a look at sort of your role in the industries. I mean, you seem to have a pretty good grasp pretty quickly. So what's Leo's story? Well, I have a pretty unique story. Um, I'm actually one of the few second-generation employees that I'm aware of in the ResNet ecosystem. My father started Energy Efficient Homes Midwest in, I believe, 2003. And I grew up knowing about like what a blower door was and a HERS index score, but I never really took the time to really understand the science or even the business aspect behind what it is my father did. And then I ended up joining the military after college and did four years on active duty, ended up doing nationwide job search after I got out and landed in Cleveland, did a couple roles in uh, corporate America. And then finally, my father reapproached me and said, hey, seems like you've grown a little bit. You want to take a stab at this whole building science thing? And I said, okay, you know, let's look at it. And I was like, this is a fun industry and lots of potential. So I jumped in with both feet forward and became a Raider and then QAD. And so I now serve as the primary QAD for our third-party providership and was fortunate in knowing the previous chair of the ResNet Emerging Leadership Council and was nominated to take over the group at that time. Pretty awesome. Where are you located? Where do you work out of? So I work out of Cleveland, Ohio, and our providership actually services seven states, including Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Illinois, and Iowa. So what's been the uh, activity this year? I, I keep track of it. Actually, I'm sort of a mentor to the board because I'm not an emerging leader. Maybe I'm a diminishing leader. I don't know. <laughs> we love having you, Bill. And if anything, you're an emerging leader mentor. Okay. Thank you. But I've noticed a spurt in, in the number of members in the last few months. Can you explain why that might have happened? So again, our group is relatively new. We are now about four years old. And the first couple years of any volunteer organization, a lot of the effort is just built on creating structure, getting traction within the industry, and I guess getting our name out there. And I would say over the last six months, we've been very fortunate and having created that structure, we had our annual fellows competition, which awards three applicants a free ResNet conference registration and lodging in exchange for one year membership on the Emerging Leadership Council. 
So this year, we actually had 17 really great applicants. And I was actually very pleased to find out that after conversations with them, after the competition was over, 15 of those 17 people still decided to join the Emerging Leadership Council, even though a number of them did not receive the actual fellowship award. Pretty awesome. So are you seeing diversity in the groups and the applicants and the people that belong or are coming to the ELC? Absolutely. So we actually currently, our roster is at 30 members and we have two ResNet staff liaisons. We range from two years of experience to uh, 30 plus in the industry. And our average is about seven years of experience. We have members from rating companies, providers, QADs, builders, installation manufacturers, research and consulting firms, equipment sales, and actual other professional organizations are all members in our group. And the task groups that you have, and that's sort of the way you're tackling things is is to provide focus. And that's great for any business or any kind of commercial opportunity. Which one would you say is the most active and why? I would say the two most active would probably be our new Raider recruitment task group, and then also our standards working group. And I'll take the new Raider Recruitment Task Group first. A lot of people, both in our industry and in other industries, are realizing that there is a pending labor shortage of qualified individuals. And when I was young, had I not had a father in the industry, I wouldn't have even known what a HERS rating was. And I think that's still a challenge today in the general marketplace. So that group is really trying to figure out ways to reach out to young people, educate them about the career opportunities available with someone with a building science background, and then get that information in front of them at a young age. And the second group, the standards working group, is really a bunch of engaged, really smart, standards-focused people from within the industry that are working to create thought leadership, I guess, within the standards process. That's a term coined by Glenn Peace from Energy Logic, the chair of the group. And we are basically reviewing every public comment or sorry, standard amendment that are open for public comment. And we submit consensus collaborative public comment replies to those amendments. We are currently working on proposing a few standard amendments ourselves in areas of the standards where we think need clarification or improvement. And we're also open and trying to work with ResNet and the standard development committees on ways to, I guess, show or better explain the ResNet standards to the broader industry through infographics or charts, or just kind of like thinking about, okay, if I'm a layman coming into the industry, how can I help explain the standards and the standards development process better? It sounds like the ELC sort of has tentacles or reach into so many parts of the ResNet organization and visibility and respect. Is that true? We're hoping to build that respect. Absolutely. But we definitely have a lot of interest in having that access. And that's one of the draws, I think, for a lot of young professionals in the group. And when I say professionals or young professionals, I'm trying to, I guess, change that misnomer. I don't necessarily want people to think that only young people can join this group. But professionals that are young to the industry, I think that this is a great way for you to get involved and to have that access and to be able to quickly figure out 
who's who within the ResNet world and be able to interact with them in a meaningful way. Do you think it's done that for you? Has it changed your perspective of things being in this position the last year or so? Yeah, absolutely. I've been able, or I was fortunate enough to be able to go speak to the ResNet board on ELC activities at the fall board meeting. And even just seeing the board process and dynamics, it, it was really helpful to educate me on the strength of ResNet's process and I guess helped me see the bigger picture, I would say. If someone wants to sort of experience it or kind of taste test or sample this, what's a good way for that to happen? Well, the best way to get involved, if you are interested, is to visit the ResNet website. And actually, we now have a ELC page under the Who We Are button. And if you click on the Emerging Leadership Council page down at the very bottom, there's a link to actually apply for the group. How many people are involved? I think you might have mentioned the number before, but what's the number, sort of the, in the range of representation? So we're currently at 30 volunteers, and I'm happy to report that we have about 10 to 15 prospective candidates from conversations that we had at the recent ResNet conference. And you mentioned the sort of digital means by which you communicate, the GoToMeeting, Asana, and Dropbox. GoToMeetings, how often do you have those? We have monthly calls with the main group once a month, and then each of the task groups will also have monthly calls. And one of the things that we voted on as a group last year was a new task group policy, which basically states that if you're going to be in the group, you have to be on at least one task group and you have to make your task group calls. So at a minimum, volunteers can expect about a two-hour-a-month commitment. And we are also now instituting a one-year, basically, membership agreement that actually just started this month in March. We're going conference to conference for our membership cycle. And this is not a legally binding document, but it's something that you know we're encouraging people to put their name on a piece of paper stating yes, I am going to give one year to this group and just to set expectations of what your involvement will be. Sure, sort of a pledge. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's been going very well. Is that your perspective and how does the board see since the board started this? Yeah, I feel like it has been going really well and I've gotten great feedback from the board members and some good ideas of ways that we can further grow. My hope is that we can continue to grow over the next couple of years and get into the hundreds of members. I like the way that we've structured things with the task group focus. When you're on a call with 100 people, obviously not everyone is going to have a chance to get engaged and to feel like their voice is being heard without it being a free-for-all. With the task group focus, we have smaller groups that are really contributing meaningful things to the industry that then report back on the main group calls and provide updates and then you know ask for support or assistance on anything that they may be stuck on or, or need resources for. So in speaking to maybe even current and prospective members, you're running a business. How do you fit in the time to do this? Well, I'll be honest, I've kind of tried to set good parameters of how much time I'm willing to devote to this, but one of the things that's helped over the last year as we've created more structure is that other people have stepped up into different leadership roles and have kind of taken some of the burden off of one person as the chair. 
one of the things that we are doing uh, in between now and the ResNet springboard meeting is we're working to retool our charter to allow for additional leadership opportunities and positions. And this will, again, kind of further spread out the amount of work that falls on one individual. Got it. And perhaps broaden the scope of the group. Is that true? Would that uh... Yeah. So one of the things that has been fortunate, I guess, is that with our more structure and, I guess, exposure to the general ResNet public, we've impressed the board enough where they've said, go ahead and, I guess, think of ways that you may need support for us and then propose it to us in a budgetary request. So our task groups are now working on those budgetary requests, and we will be submitting them to ResNet for consideration to help fund some of our activities. Because right now, we have no budget, and we've been able to do a lot of things on no budget. But as we grow and as we make more strides, sometimes we will need funds to do things. Have there been any uh, community-related activities that the ELC either has done or sees to do, the things that sort of give back? Absolutely. One of our signature events is actually the ELC volunteer event, which occurs every year at the ResNet conference in the city where the conference is being hosted. So we've done that twice now. The first year, we partnered with a group called Uncommon Construction in New Orleans. And we had a really great time working with inner city at-risk youth with this group, basically helping them frame a house. And that time we had about 12 ResNet volunteers and we went in and paired up with students and put up roof trusses, did some framing and got to teach them the building science concepts behind each of these activities and then talk about the next steps with proper insulation practices. And it was just a really cool opportunity to show these young people the world that we live in. And then this year, we were fortunate to partner with Habitat for Humanity in the uh, Scottsdale area, and we were able to work at one of their restore facilities, helping them stock shelves and do a lot of the day-to-day volunteering aspects that make up about 30% of the total hours that that organization has. And I know that it was a rain out. It was actually going to be field work, but there was a rain out, right? Yeah. It wasn't low expectations. You guys had high expectations, but it, it was a, it rained. Uh, it rains three inches a year in the Phoenix area, and one inch fell that Saturday. Something like that. Well, again, even if we weren't out swinging hammers as a group, we were still able to give back and volunteer, and it's a very needed cause. I spent most of the day with a paint shaker shaking 216 gallons of paint, but it's still something that needs to be done. So. I appreciate the time you spent here covering this topic of the ELC and giving people a, a nice overview of it and plugging recruitment and efforts for people getting involved here. And we'll definitely put the link in the show notes so people can pick up on that and learn more about it and perhaps join. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to speak about today? I guess in closing, really the big message is that this group is more than just a young professional group. It, it really is a professional group for people that are young to the industry and is a great way for new raiders or even people that are working with ResNet in some way to get involved in the ResNet world and make great networking connections and friends and just kind of expand their network and their toolbox. 
Very nice. It makes it more than just a job. It really turns into a great experience. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for creating that experience because it sounds like you've really taken the bull by the horns here in the last year and, and really done something with it. And it, it shows in the number of attendees and the activities that you're doing. So just want to thank you for your efforts. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. With that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Res Talk podcast with Leo Jansen talking about the Emerging Leadership Council. And if anyone has any comments or feedback to Leo, I'm sure you can reach him through that link, which we'll provide in the show notes. Thanks again for coming on here, Leo, today, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Well, thank you for listening to this episode with Leo talking about the ELC. Hope you heard some things that prompt you to get involved or just take a look at the website for the ELC, which is listed in the show notes. It's in the ResNet page. If you're a pro in the building market, you want to surf on over to resnet.us professional to learn more or to join the email list. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. Here's a quote that's related to our topic today. This is by George Prescott Bush, son of Jeb Bush. It's very hard to complain about society if you don't get involved. Well, it appears that Leo's gets really involved with the activities of the ELC and with the rating industry overall. So I hope you enjoyed what you heard today and you subscribe or like us on the Apple Podcast app or subscribe to the podcast that will help our ratings and visibility and will also just be a nice favor to us that you gave us a rating or subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get the podcast delivered to you as soon as they're launched. I want to thank you again for listening to the Res Talk podcast and we'll be tickling your ears very shortly next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Res Talk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spone and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.